We want to thank you for being a part of our TV audience today via live stream, via internet television. God is doing some wonderful things. People from around the world are joining us. This past year, more than 70 nations were represented on a regular basis, and we welcome you to the program today. It is our prayer that God is going to use this ministry to be a blessing in your life. I want to encourage you that during this program, you be a partner with Evangel Temple. We are trying to spread the good news of the gospel to every man, woman, boy and girl, and we need your help. We want you to partner with us. We want you to join us. And, and uh, during this program, you can go to the contribute button and there be a blessing and help us to get this gospel out during these last days. Jesus is coming soon. And we are under a great commission to reach people of all walks of life in all areas of our world. And I want to encourage you, join us, be a partner with us, and uh, go to that contribute button, make a, uh, a donation to the, the ministry of television and live stream, and help us reach people with the gospel message.
nothing more important than God's presence. I'm telling you. I was telling the congregation in the early service this morning that 24-7 we play praise and worship music in this sanctuary. So you can come in this sanctuary anytime during the week. There will be times that I just come in here and just sit and just listen to the worship. You can feel the presence of the Lord. Last night we were in here with a group of people just praying and covering this sanctuary and these services in prayer. I want everybody in this room, I want you to just slip your hands up and I want you to just welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the presence of God. I'm telling you, nothing more important. There's a lot of meetings today, but they're not all guaranteed the presence of God. We need His presence. We need His Shekinah glory. Please open the scriptures to Malachi chapter 4. I always ask everyone to stand for the reading of God's word. All my life I've been taught to honor the word of the Lord. Malachi chapter 4. We're going to read the holy word of God. Verse 1 through 3. Today is part 4 of the sermon series Arise. This is the last part. Hallelujah. Malachi is the final book of the Old Testament, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. Chapter 4, some of the very last words spoken by prophets in the Old Testament or under the Old Covenant. And these are very important words. And verse 1 deals with destruction that's going to come to ungodly men. And verse 3 deals with destruction. But sandwiched right in the middle of these two words, or verse 1 and verse 3, where God is declaring there will be judgment upon the ungodly or the wicked, there is a prophecy about the Son of Righteousness. And as I, in the fall, was looking at that word arise, I just began to look at some of the verses, and there's many verses that have the word arise in it. But this word jumped out, and I, I felt it so important that it be the completion of the sermon series because God is wanting to release something in and through this body of believers, in and through this house, from verse 2. But behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day cometh that shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto the righteous, unto those that fear my name, that word in the Hebrew means to revere his name, shall the Son, S-U-N, of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. In that day I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. You may be seated. We pointed out in part one that the word arise means to mount up, to ascend, to move to a higher place or position. Somebody needs to mount up this year. I, I'm declaring over you, you're going to ascend to a higher position. Whatever level you have been, 
I'm telling you, why don't you just claim the open doors of 2014? There's going to be a higher position for you. Somebody grab that word. In part one, from Psalm 68, God was summoned to get up and help, to arise from his throne, and to defeat those that fight against God. Now, it is a mighty, unfortunate thing that men think they can fight God and win. But I'm telling you, there are those that fight God and seek to destroy the work of God. And God is summoned in Psalm 68, God arise and scatter all of your enemies. I'm telling you, when you read Genesis to Revelation, you see God at work. And you see him from time to time getting up and the wicked and the enemies, the ungodly, those that have positioned themselves against the work of God, God finally says enough is enough and he scatters his enemies. And that was part one. Part two is the call to Jacob to arise. To a man that had a godly heritage, a man that had a dad named Isaac and a granddad named Abraham. And we looked at how important it is to establishing generational altars so that the children, the grandchildren coming behind us have reference, spiritual reference points. That maybe they're not walking in the light today, but somewhere down life's road, the Holy Ghost is going to direct them back to the altar of God and the altar of their fathers and their grandfathers. And Jacob has gone down to Laban's house and while he's at Laban's house, he has picked up some of the idolatry that Laban embraced. And that idolatry became a part of his life, so much so that his wife stole the idols, the little idols, and hid them in their tent. I want to tell you, be careful what idols you embrace in this society and in this culture. Those idols become the open access doors to the deception and the delusion of the enemy's work in people's lives. When you begin to embrace idols, Jesus needs to be Lord of all of our lives. Our attention and our eyes don't need to be fastened on a man. They need to be fastened on the I am. Oh, you could have said better amen right there. Amen. So Jacob builds an altar at Bethel. He's called back to Bethel. And he says, Lord, if you will faithfully do the covenants in my life that you've promised to me, he said, I will surely give to you the tenth. You know, I looked at Jacob and I said, how did Jacob know about tithing, which is the 10%? And I looked back at Isaac, his dad, and I looked back at Abraham, his dad. They were tithers and they instilled biblical scriptural principles in their heritage. Why is Jacob, the grandson, a tither? Because one day Abraham, the grandfather, paid tithes to Melchizedek. Amen. And he laid that foundation. Parents, grandparents, if you've got grandchildren, listen to me. The altar that you build is very important. Don't ever take it lightly, but that you are doing things and you're in church on the Lord's day, honoring the Lord. I'm telling you, you're, you're worshiping God and you're giving to the work of God. Don't take those things lightly because I believe your children and grandchildren become the recipients of a powerful spiritual legacy and heritage. Before Jacob makes a drastic move in his life, God calls him to the altar of Beersheba. And at that altar, his dad had come one day and his granddad had worshipped at that altar. And now God calls Jacob to go to that altar and to worship. This was part two. 
I remind you that Jacob got the okay from God and the leadership of God to go down into Egypt. But before he dared do it, he had to hear the voice of God. He takes his family of 70 down into Egypt and comes out years later as millions. When you've got God's hand on your life, I know it was his bones being carried out, but friends, he was brought out. Amen. I'm here to declare that when God's promise to you uh, is clear and God's covenant with you is, is stated and you lay claim to that, you walk in the steps that God gives you. Because you may go down as 70, but God says you're coming back, Jacob, as millions, as the sands of the sea. Somebody ought to claim that over your family. Part 3, last Sunday, we looked at Isaiah 60, where the word arise says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And it says, Gentiles will flow. I looked up that word. I, I went back over all these sermons this week and was just looking at them, and I began to, yesterday, look at that word flow, and I pulled it up, and I began to do a word study on that word flow. And it literally means that as the light gets brighter, Gentiles are going to be attracted and they will literally just flow or they will flock. One, one version said they will flock to that light. Where Jesus is being exalted, I want to tell you, he declared, if I'm lifted up, men will be drawn. And if we as a church and a church family commit ourselves to the lordship of Christ, the great I am, honoring Jesus, exalting Jesus, I'm telling you the Gentiles will flock. The Gentiles will flow. And so the commandment in Isaiah 60 that we looked at last week was arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you. Israel was summoned to arise out of her idolatry. I'm telling you, America is summoned in this hour to arise out of her waywardness. Amen? And turn back to the true and living God. We need to put away the idols in America. I know what leaders of the nation have even said in the last 24 hours. But friends, this word of God is what we're going by, not what man says. I'm going to come down and say amen to myself. Amen. You can't get your belief system by what you see on the late night news or what you see from a talk show host. What you've got to get, your belief system's got to line up with this book. Because when you obey the commandments of the Lord, God's going to honor that word in your life. In Isaiah 60 verse 7 he tells the people to beautify my house. Take pride in my house. My house is important. Be concerned about the house of worship. And God says in those verses, I will bring in the abundance and the provision as I bring in the Gentiles. And so E.T., Evangel Temple, is called to arise in these hours of harvest. I was reading verbatim in my notes. Rather than writing out Evangel Temple, sometimes I just put E.T. Amen. <laughs> the Gentiles will flow. And the Gentiles will come. Verse 17 through verse 22 is a powerful prophecy of the blessings of God where the Shekinah glory is being manifest. Amen. I will not tell you the vision, but John Kilpatrick was here two weeks ago. And God gave him a vision about this church. And he told me the day after on Monday. He didn't tell me while he was here, but after he had got home, he called me and he said, Pastor, I want to share what God showed me. He said, I have crisscrossed America for years. I have been in hundreds and hundreds of churches, and I'm quoting him here, across this land. And he said, I've never had anything like this happen. And he said, God gave me a vision. 
The only part of it, and he said, I want you to tell your folks, well, I don't feel it's time to release the vision, but I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, blessings are coming to this church. God has seen your faithfulness, and God has seen what this church has stood for through the years. And he said, I'm telling you in this vision, and it was very powerful, he said, the blessings are fixing to come upon this church in a bountiful way. And I want you to lift your hand and receive that. In, Isaiah, in Malachi chapter 4, everyone look at it. Verse 2, the Messiah is called to arise. Everyone say arise. Malachi is one of three prophets after the Babylonian captivity is over. You had prophets before the captivity that were crying, turn to God, repent, get right, or God's going to bring judgment on the land, and they did not adhere to the prophecies. You had prophets even during the 70 years of captivity crying out the word of the Lord to a, a, a nation that was captive. But post-captivity, there were three prophets that God raised up to close out the Old Testament. Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Zechariah comes along and says, Oh, Israel, you are the apple of God's eye. How many remember when you were a child and your parents would spank you and they would always hug you up close and tell you how much they love you? Now, before they would spank you, they would tell you, oh, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And you said, oh, yeah. How's that? But they would always, I'm telling you, my wife had to uh, get one of our grandchildren this week and tear them up. He had, oh, I already gave the gender so you'll know which one of the four it is. He had got out of line and she had to apply the Board of Education to the seat of learning. But after she tore him up, and for all of you parental concerns, she did it in a loving manner, not to warp him in any way, but to discipline him. A lot more children need to be disciplined today. Amen. I got more spankings on Sunday. I thought Sunday was synonymous with spanking. Amen. But she gathered little Zachary around and said, Honey, I love you, but you cannot disobey. I, I want to tell you, this is what God does through Zechariah after their captivity, after 70 years of judgment. He hugs them. He says, You're the apple of my eye. And then he calls Haggai. These are three prophets after the captivity. Haggai comes along and reminds them, Oh Israel, don't just rebuild your homes and take pleasure in your homes and, and build your sealed houses and let my house lie waste. My house is important. And Haggai stands up and he declares, If you forget my house... The word of the Lord is you will put your money in bags that has holes and you will lose your money. Your money will just be pilfered away if you don't take pleasure in my house. Friends, God loves his house. Now that's Haggai. Zach, uh, Zechariah, Haggai, and Malachi. In chapter 3, the prophet stands up after the captivity and, and he says, O oh, Israel, you've been robbing God of his tithe. Quit robbing, quit stealing from God. He says, God's cursing you, and he's cursed your finances. Quit stealing from God. He says, bring the, 
the store to the storehouse to the temple the tithe that belongs to the Lord and the offerings. And he says, when you do this, heaven will open over you. Windows of heaven will cause the blessings of God to flow. But then he goes into chapter 4, and this is some of the last words prophesied over Israel in its final days as, as the old covenant is closing out and, and pointing to uh, the years where there would be no prophecy. One of the last prophecies says, the sun, S-U-N, we'll get to that in a moment, of righteousness will arise and healing will be in his wings. I believe God wants to release something as this church arises. In chapter 4, he says, those that fear my name, those that revere my name, Christ is a light to those that fear him, to those that stand in awe of him. It is the wicked and the profane that trample his name. Mercy and comfort come to those that fear the Lord and honor the name of the Lord. I take his name with great honor. I respect the name of the Lord. I declare the name of Jesus. I want everybody to, Jennifer led us in that, but I want you to do it again. Say, Jesus. The day of the Lord to the righteous will be fair. It will be bright. It will be as the sun rising, S-U-N. The prophet chooses the S-U-N here because he's trying to liken it to how powerful and majestic as the sun comes up, uh, the beautiful sunsets, the beautiful sunrises that captivate you. He is declaring to this generation that's come back from Babylonian captivity that the sun, the true sun, the living sun, the deity sun is going to arise among you. He was prophesying of the coming of the Messiah. He who is the light of the world, according to John 8, 12. John 1, 4 says he would be the light of all men. Psalm 19, 4 says he would be the fountain of light. And the prophet says, arise, thou son of righteousness. Luke 1, verse 78 says he would be the day spring. That sun, S-U-N, rising that would captivate men who are seated in darkness, men who are wayward in their life, men who have embraced darkness. Uh, those that sat in darkness have seen a great light, and the S-U-N would arise. I'm telling you, as the S-U-N arises, according to this prophet in prophecy uh, in Malachi 4.2, he says that infirmities will decrease. Because he would come as the great physician, the balm of Gilead. I'm, I'm telling you something here, friends. When the sun, S-O-N, or the S-U-N, symbolically came on the scene, he went about doing good. And my Bible says, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For the power of God was upon him. You can look at Matthew 12, 15, Matthew 14, 35, Matthew 14, 36, Matthew 15, 30, Acts 5, 16. They're all scriptures that talk about the sun arising and the healing power of God being evidenced through Jesus. That the sun, the S-U-N, when he would arise, would heal them of their wounds and their miseries. He says in the latter part of verse 2, that ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Uh, this is referring to the little calves. They would be kept in the stable until they were strong enough to withstand the, the elements and to go out in the, the lush green pastures and, 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 and be able to be with the other herds. I'm telling you, there comes a time that, friends, according to Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, 
uh, that we need to grow up and we need to come out of the stable, out of being little calves, and we need to understand uh, the Word of God and what it's declaring that the Son of Righteousness has released to the church and to the people of God the healing power that is in His wings. Psalm 103 says, He forgives all my sins and heals all my iniquities. Acts 10.38 says, He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Isaiah 53 says, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. Everybody look very quickly at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because the Son of Righteousness with healing in his wings, released something to the church. 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to go to verse 8, but I want you to look at verse 28. God hath set in the church. That means the S-U-N has set some things in the church. First apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. God has set these things in the church. Now go back to verse 8. By the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. These are not different spirits. This is the Holy Spirit that's working in the church, releasing the work of God. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts. Everybody say gifts of healing. By the same Spirit, verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit divides to every man as he wills. The Son of Righteousness is being declared by Malachi the prophet. He's going to arise with healing in his wings. And when the sun came on the scene, he lit the darkness up. But he also went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I'm here to declare not only did he heal the sick, he gave a command throughout the gospels to his disciples to lay hands on the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to do the works of the kingdom of God. Amen. Somebody needs to shout me down right now. I'm telling you, it is the duty of the church to heal the sick in this hour because the Son of Righteousness has arisen. Point number two. We're to arise to eternal redemption or eternal judgment. Malachi 4, 1 and 3. There is coming eternal judgment upon those that do not accept Christ. Those that bow down to the idols of the world. You read in your Bible reading this week from Exodus 32. It was in the scripture reading where those that worship the golden calf, the glory of God appeared and the glory of God cut them off from the camp and judged them. I'm telling you, God's looking for a people in this hour and the lines are being drawn like never before. And God's looking for a people that will worship him, that will revere and fear his name as far as the son, S-O-N of God, the deity. Amen? and not have other gods before him. The ungodly are going to stand in judgment just like the godly are going to stand in judgment. Jesus said we'll give an account of every idle word. Nations will stand in judgment. There are the sheep nations in the word and there are the goat nations. 
And God is going to judge the nations and he's going to judge the peoples and the wicked and the ungodly, those that have opposed God, those that have rebelled against God. And the world is full of those people, friends. They will stand in judgment one day. There is eternity that men need to contemplate. Amen? America needs to contemplate. Point number three. Evangel Temple is called to arise to the open doors of 2014. We sit here on the second Sunday of February 2014. And God has blessed this church and we've come this far by faith. Leaning on the Lord. Amen. Well, there's exciting things that God is leading us to. There is the Arise campaign. We never planned this to be the title or the name, but it just all worked. God spoke to me about this sermon series this past fall while I was praying. And I just kept seeing the word arise, arise, arise. I thought, God, what are you saying? And I just began to explore the word. And God spoke to us. Because God's called us in this hour to do some things for the work of the kingdom, the advance of the cause of Christ. And I want everyone that's a part, and we have, we have developed a leadership team. This Wednesday, you will vote on 42 deacons to be a part of the spiritual headship and leadership of this church. But this team is different. This is a leadership team for Arise. And I want all those on the leadership team to please come to the platform and bring your spouse We're going to introduce them and we're going to pray over them. This leadership team is being led by two co-leaders, Brother Denver Singletary and Brother Matt Nemeth, both men that are esteemed in this congregation. And both of them actually deacons also. Amen. And I don't... Denver and Matt to come here. Amen. They're going to make a statement in behalf of this whole team, and uh, then we're going to pray. So, Matt. Good morning, church family. It's my privilege to read the vision statement that has been created for the purposes of this campaign, and then I'm going to turn it over to Denver to introduce the campaign team to you. God has given Evangel Temple Church family a vision to affect the destiny and future of people of all ages and walks of life. This opportunity is not about a building, but changing lives and families. Times and conditions change so rapidly that we must keep focused on the future. God has called us to invest in our children, reach the lost and unchurched, disciple all people, and create fellowship and involvement. And to that end, we have three projects that have been commissioned. The first is a lodge, which is a ministry center for the Royal Rangers fellowship and activities. The second is a state-of-the-art state lobby, cafe, and a addition and remodel of the ETAG kids area. And the third, and perhaps the most important, is the blessing to the nation of Israel. And just before Denver introduces the team, I want you to look up here. Thank you, Matt. This is the lodge that we showed the congregation last week. The lobby, the cafe, the expansion of the nurseries and the kids area. How many believe we have to invest in our kids? Amen. I'm telling you, we, Amen. 
And then we're going to bless the nation of Israel. We have already established an account to bless Israel. As part of this campaign over the next two years, which everything starts May 1, this, this leadership team's been meeting and putting things together, but over two years starting May 1, we want to give $200,000 from this church to bless the nation of Israel. Praise God. Praise One of the God. leading ministries yeah. that I respect in Israel, their leader sat in my office this week and I shared and they began to just tear up at the commitment of this church. I'm telling you, I believe God's hand is going to be on this church. So we've already established that fund. And I can tell you before we've even announced that there's over $11,000 already towards that 200000 Because people want to bless Israel. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Denver, introduce our team. First of all, we have uh, Miss Kristen Hinton. She's our follow-up director. And Daniel Luckett, the spe special events director. Okay. Troy James Allen or Alan, Troy Allen James, rather, the Special Events Director. Sorry about that, Troy. <laughs> Bobby Bear, Campaign Director. Walt Bowers, uh, Campaign Advisor. Bethany Browning, Prayer Director. Pastor Chris Cruz, Youth Director. Pastor Keith Burroughs, he's in the children's area, Children Director. Sean Kisser, Promotions Director. Pastor Bill Marshall, Campaign Administrator. Pastor Randy Kisser, Sunday School Director, Pastor Gary Wiggins, Pastor, Pastor Cecil Wiggins, Pastor Emeritus. And I want to say this, I am excited because we are building a, a lodge for our Royal Rangers. Can I get an amen? amen? All of you all that know that I have a large group of children and I want my children ministered to, <laughs> praise the Lord. And I won't be able to know that they have a, a facility that is just for them, designed to help meet their needs. Amen? God bless you. Let's stand together. Just between Denver and Pastor Chris, there's enough children to fill the children's church. Amen. I want this congregation to stretch your hands towards this leadership team. It's time to arise, Evangel Temple Church family. God wants us to do more than we've ever done towards reaching the lost and touching this world. And I want everybody even watching on live stream, I want you to lift your hands towards this leadership team. Father, we pray over all those that you have appointed as leaders. That God, you have directed to help lead in this hour. Arise. And Lord, I pray for the mind of Christ and the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. And we bless these homes and families that are represented. I declare the blood of Jesus over them and mighty angels round about them. And that, God, your anointing equip them for this hour of leadership. That, Father, we will see mighty works accomplished for the kingdom upbuilding in Jesus' name. And now I want this team to raise their hands over our congregational family. Amen. And all those that are watching our online campus, Father, we speak a blessing over all of our Evangel Temple Church family. You have called us in this hour, God, to not just bide our time. We do believe we're living in the last days. God, we know the succession of the blood moons is, a, is an indicator that the coming of the Lord is near. We know all the signs that are pointing to the fact that what we do, we must occupy and we must work the works of Christ while there's time. And that, Lord, our lamps must be trimmed and burning, that we must be a part of the wise and not the foolish in these last days. And so, Lord, we bless our church family. 
We speak, God, your favor over this family, this church family that we are blessed coming in and going out and that your hand rests upon us, that, God, we will become the channels of mighty blessings going forth to the nations of the world. In Jesus' name. Last Sunday, more than 15 different nations watched live streaming. Last year, there were over 70 nations of the world that watch on a regular basis. And 15 to 20 on any given Sunday. Next Sunday, it will be incredible. There will be thousands of people from all over the world that will watch these services next Sunday when Tommy Bates is here. And I'm telling you, God is giving us a platform to touch people all over the world of all walks of life. And if your relatives don't know about it, you need to let them know about it. Amen. Many families standing in this room right now, their families are being blessed every single Sunday because their family members here have told them, look, you need to watch these services. You need to be a part of what God is doing. But I want us to dedicate a fresh and a new. Amen. I want everybody in this room to slip your hands up. And Lord, we sacrifice to you our lives. And we make available, Lord, the call to arise has come to your church to arise in this hour and to see the kingdom of God advance Lord we want to be found working and doing our part to reach this harvest of souls that you have declared and father you have said in your word and you've said to us through prophets that have st stood in this pulpit already this year this is a year of open doors for evangel temple and Father, we walk in and we embrace those open doors. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you have a spiritual need, I invite you to come right now to the front. If you are not saved, if you're a backslider, if you're away from God, I invite you to come right now. Maybe you've allowed sin to come into your heart as a believer and you want to repent of that sin. I invite you to come right now. Come on. I'm telling you, God wants to do a work of grace in all of our hearts and all of our lives. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. It takes a lot of honesty to realize I have a need, but I want to tell you, Greg Keelan over here will tell you that to get free in personal areas of challenge, if you're struggling with alcohol, drugs, illicit relationships, at some point, you have to come to a place and say, I need freedom. I need help. And you come to the altar of God. You come to the place where there is help. Amen? And if there's a spiritual need, I want to invite you to come right now. If you're a Christian that has allowed sin to come in your life, I'm telling you, now is the time to get free. Jacob's family embraced idols. I want all of our prayer team and pastors to please come to the front. I want every person that needs healing in your body. God has released to this congregation the healing power. And we're to lay hands on the sick. I'm telling you, we honor the son of righteousness. I want every person that needs healing in your body or you want to stand in behalf of someone. And I want someone to come for Bill Stansberry right now. Everyone that needs healing. Jennifer, lead us in that song.
We need some more prayer partners down here. In fact, a number of prayer partners. Just worship the Lord. your hands up. Everyone, we need his spirit poured out upon us.
let's sing it. Now is the time. The Holy Ghost is saying something to us.
want to thank you for being a part of our TV audience today via live stream, via internet television. God is doing some wonderful things. People from around the world are joining us. This past year, more than 70 nations were represented on a regular basis, and we welcome you to the program today. It is our prayer that God is going to use this ministry to be a blessing in your life. I want to encourage you that during this program, you be a partner with Evangel Temple. We are trying to spread the good news of the gospel to every man, woman, boy, and girl, and we need your help. We want you to partner with us. We want you to join us. And, and uh, during this program, you can go to the contribute button and there be a blessing and help us to get this gospel out during these last days. Jesus is coming soon and we are under a great commission to reach people of all walks of life in all areas of our world. And I want to encourage you, join us, be a partner with us and uh, go to that contribute button, make a, uh, a donation to the, the ministry of television and live stream and help us reach people with the gospel message.